0: the uncomfortable truth welcome to the uncomfortable truth we are excited to have you today for some reason for about the past two months when I go into a public restroom and this is not going anywhere thank nasty you nasty or disgusting we're not even talking about poo-poo. <laughs> when I go to use the restroom I don't know I don't know why I do this I just think it's funny I will either hum <laughs> sing Or whistle this song Uh, 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 (laughs) you know what that's from no i want to be where the people are (laughs) i want to see want to see them dancing it's a little mermaid Mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a disney it's really uncomfortable for the people in
1: the bathroom (laughs) it may help your stage fright but i bet it doesn't help theirs (laughs) they're like what What is going going on on. especially if they recognize this little mermaid they're probably Uh, like deuces i'm out yeah peace bro this dude
2: (laughs) is like Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many things I could
1: say right now. I'm just going to... It's on our last masculinity podcast. Yeah, we're talking about masculinity. (laughs) The best thing is probably say, Obi, can you lead us off a prayer? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Obi. (laughs) I got this.
2: Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to get together and to laugh, Lord. Um, You know, there's there's so much fear and uncertainty and um, just... It seems like the 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 glass is half full these days for most folks. Lord, I just pray that that you could flip the script for us. Uh, I pray that you could flip the script for our country and and let us allow us to to begin looking um, through these lens these lens through your eyes. And Lord, I just pray that we can we can shift this to a half glass full. Um, concept and, and, and way of outlook on on the future that, that we're going to experience, Jesus. I thank you for loving us. I thank you for this platform that you've given us to uh, spread your word and to glorify your kingdom. Lord, I thank you for these guys in this room. I thank you for the influence and encouragement that they give me on a week-in and week-out basis. We thank you for watching over our families. We ask that you'll be with everyone who's sick and struggling right now. Give them peace. Peace. Uh, Help them find joy in you. Pray you'll be with Brandon today as he um, brings us a new topic. And we love you and thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Obi. So, imagine that this is the movie that we just finished watching, okay? So, you've got this studly male character who we've watched in a condensed movie version of an action thriller. Uh, Essentially, he is being chased, chastised, and plots to kill him for two years straight, okay? I mean, this is like any movie that I've ever ever watched It's action right up my alley. Um, he's dove in and out of almost being captured. He's been captured and imprisoned. He's been tortured, okay? And I don't know, I saw a torture scene the other day, okay? And I'm, I'm connecting all these things. Um, James Bond the newest one that's been um, Craig James. Is that right? No. No. Um, you know him. T- yeah. We know I about. know exactly. Daniel he's Craig. About to, yes. Daniel Craig, thank you. He's about to do his last one. And I watched a little 30-minute documentary on him, which was fascinating in general. Um, and the scene, I don't know if you all remember it, and I'm not going to go into too much detail. When he's sitting in the he's chair. he's sitting in the chair, and he's <laughs> butt naked, and he's being tortured, <laughs> and he's being just tortured i mean I, you gotta if you know the scene you know the scene i won't go into too much detail i haven't seen the movie so okay I don't, okay. okay well he's essentially without clothes the guy's got a rope with a heavy uh, essentially ball on the end of it and he is sitting in a chair naked and the bottom of the chair is open and the guy's slinging the rope with the heavy ball on the end of it Whew. and throughout wow. the torment okay he is just like almost demonically crazy in the scene. And he's like, No, over here, there's where the itch is. You know, and he's, wow. and, he, and it's, it's one of the most intense scenes I've ever seen in an action movie. Yeah. So imagine that kind of intensity where someone's being tortured and then they're captured uh, throughout all of this. And then they end up going on a voyage because they're getting moved to be judged. Okay. Uh, kind of the final judgment so to speak and they're on a ship and this ship experiences uh, a northern wind which is not good in the uh, shipping selling world and just one thing after another they don't eat for 14 days and they are uh, cast you know to and from they have to basically make sure the ship doesn't blow apart because it's so crazy winds and rain and cold and they get to the end, and they finally end up being shipwrecked, basically, onto an island. So that's a movie I'd watch. So in Acts 27, that's the story that Paul is going through. Okay, Paul has been basically accused of blasphemy and been chased out of several places. So he's running for his life. Then he's captured. Okay, and then because of the way the Roman structure is set up, you're told as a leader in different provinces if you will um, that you can judge people but ultimately if you do not run it by Caesar then you're going to be dethroned or killed so although it says hierarchy that you can control it they know that it must always go up through Caesar so the thing that I want to point to here is this and our pastor has been going through Acts for the past he said it's been two years with you know lots of stuff happening uh, on Wednesday nights he teaches and I just thought it fascinating Paul has fast because Paul is fascinating me at a different level every time I read something about him. So in Acts 27, and I, I I encourage anybody to go through and read the whole thing. It is literally a motion picture waiting to be made. The story of Paul, they're basically going to be going, um, by ship, obviously, uh, from where he was being held to Rome. Now, you go back to Acts 23 11 it says but the following night the Lord stood by him him being Paul and said be of good cheer Paul for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem so you must also bear witness at Rome okay there's 28 chapters in Acts so in chapter 27 Paul is being transported to Rome but it's around October okay and September, October is kind of those last few months where you're kind of iffy trying to go by sea anywhere. And because you've got colder weather setting in, you've got northeastern winds, you've got all this crazy stuff. So short version is, is Paul has become so well-known during this two years or into this two years of being a prisoner that there's some cool things that happen in chapter 27 that's going to kind of tie together the main point uh, that... I'm hoping to make. There comes a point to where they're changing ships along the way. And Paul, he's a prisoner. Okay, remember this. He is a prisoner. He has been tortured by the Romans. And they've allowed him to have a few people to travel with him. Okay, that's mentioned throughout uh, the journey of chapter 27. But then they're having a discussion if they should continue on. Now, at the port that they've stopped at to change ships because their previous ship can't handle the wind and the rain and the bashing is taking. Paul is one of the four that is able to give his opinion on whether they should proceed or not. He is a prisoner, okay? And the centurion that has been tasked to get him there, there's 275 people on the ship. So this ain't just four or five people, okay? A lot of them are slaves. And if you knew anything about the Roman culture, and I'm learning this as we go, and I'm just sharing it as I go, if you were a centurion or in charge of slaves, you would rather kill them than let them escape because whatever their punishment was, if they get out of your grasp or control, you receive that as the guard. Remember when Paul, when the right. when the uh, hurricane, I mean, yeah, no. When the walls came tumbling down and um, all, the were all the chains were broken broke loose, and the, yeah. the guard is about to kill himself? Exactly. Same thing because he knows that he's going to face death anyway. And he says, no, we're all good. We're here. So this is all going on. So first thing I want to point to is Paul has treated people well enough that have captured him and are holding him hostage, essentially, that they trust his insight. They ask for it. Okay. Now, what's Paul's ultimate mission the minute that he's on the road to Damascus and and Jesus speaks to him or God speaks to him? And the scales go over his eyes, and he goes from Saul to Paul. What does his number one motive, mode of operation become? Leading people to Jesus. That's right. Every chance he gets, period. It's in fact said that Christians were hesitant to believe him, or Jews, you know, anyone that were believers, because of they thought it was a trap.
2: How big of a transformation.
1: Yes. Right. They thought he was just trying to set them up so he could kill some more. So just let that sink in. So he has made a deep enough relationship with the centurion and the uh, the guy leading the ship or driving the ship or whatever you want to call it and a few other people that they get his insight. Now, they don't take it, okay? So they proceed on, and then they hit this moment a few verses down where it's bad, and they don't think they're going to make it, okay? So in this moment, and this is kind of the part I'm going to touch on for a second, verse 21 Paul says, But after long abstinence from food, and then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me, which I kinda love, just you know, to get that in there, and not have sailed from crate and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. That's where they were taking him to see Caesar at that time. That was the guy over many Caesars, but the Caesar at the time. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sell with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. Going back to Acts twenty three eleven, God told Paul, "You will go to Rome." Now, just for full disclosure, here I'm still in a lot of this for my pastor because it was so impactful on me and I'm just kind of giving my take on it and he stole it from somebody else in his research you know and uh, I say stole that's probably not a bad word he learned and shared so the key piece here that he brought out that I loved is the fact of one Paul's number one goal is share Jesus but there's a piece here that I think we miss I know I miss if we can't have a relationship that's at least created enough trust Somebody's not going to listen to you about Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you're in your your work field, your leadership position, your marriage, your friendships, if there's not enough trust there, I mean, remember Paul's being listened to; his opinion is being listened to on whether they should sell or not, and he's a prisoner on the ship. So he's a, obviously developed some trust. There's also a point in the story where Paul, they, 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 um, they come into. Sh- uh, shore, whatever you call it, you know, into dock and the centurion allows him to leave and go see us some friends and connections to be taken care of. There's that much trust there from the person who's would die if Paul escaped They're putting, putting their life in his hands. Absolutely. So what you see here is that Paul recognizes and our pastor said this last night is that he has to create through genuine relationships, the opportunity to have the opportunity to share Jesus, we're so short minded. I'm talking to myself that I miss that and want to share Jesus before I've created an opportunity to genuinely share Jesus. Now it could be just in our actions, how we are confident, but calm and our ability to share Jesus will shine the most in how we react when things are going bad not when it's good. Our character for Jesus comes out when we're about to be shipwrecked, when life is throwing us to and fro in the storm, and we're either freaking out and blaming everybody, or we're going, it is well with my soul. God's got this. Let me be the hands and feet. Now, I need to do that so much more often than I do. But Paul's a great example to read over and over again. In all of these times, as you follow his journey, and he's all throughout the New Testament, guys, he's everywhere. He becomes calm, and there's even a point in there when the prisoners, who don't even know the Lord most likely, are praying, calling on Jesus' name, because they're scared they're going to die. And How cool would it be if we can immediately go, this is a storm coming, I may not have created it, but the people that I'm trying to share Jesus with might have. When Jesus when God told Paul you're going to Rome, I our pastor said this last night, I loved it. He said, I'm pretty sure Paul didn't think it would be via this route. You know, where you almost right. die and you almost die of starvation and those kind of things. So that whole prosperity gospel that being a believer will only be rainbows and butterflies, that's that's a lie. And 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 we should embrace that as believers. It doesn't mean that we aren't trying to be, you know, as sanctified as possible and genuine in our relationship with the Lord, but there are going to be times where we're in the storm and our character is going to shine the most for Jesus and how we react. So, man, I, I hope somebody makes a movie on this. Like I really, I was so fascinated by all of this is in one chapter, Yeah, you know, and I just think there's so many great lessons in there for us to take out in our day-to-day?
2: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, I mean, thanks for sharing that, Brandon. I I, I, I take two things from that. Um, the two things that stick out to me anyway the most are the first thing that you said was they trusted Paul mm-hmm. and that, that that influence that he had on them that influence didn't come before his trust. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know what that makes me think, because the world that I live in is, uh, the industry that I, that I work in as sales. I think about, um, how my ability to be successful in what I'm doing ultimately hinges on my ability to create a quick, um, relationship of trust with my clients. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do, I do, create that trust and show them that I'm going, that I'm, that I'm looking out for their best interest and that I want the best for them. Um, my success, my ability to provide them with a product that is going to help them is and them see that, accept that product and purchase it ultimately mm-hmm. is, is hinged on my ability to create that trust factor. Yep. And, and so I, that's, that's just my, like that. where my mind goes, yeah. you know, and 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 ultimately, um, I I feel like that that God has has given me a gift of being able to um, create that trust factor pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, so that and, and it's it's given me some success in my field, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 so when I think about it, it's always been my desire to have. The same impact for the kingdom as I have been in my business, you know, as, as I've been been able to, um, you know, accomplish. I guess you could say in my business, I want to accomplish that in the kingdom yeah. uh, for God's kingdom, and and I want to um, use those those gifts, so to speak, to sell him, mm-hmm. you know, to sell him, I get, I guess is the way that my mind, that my mind is working, but, makes sense. um, you know, so it's, you're right. You know, that trust, it all starts with that trust. And then, and then second of all, I think about something that I've been thinking about a lot in our first podcast is, uh, you know, in this season two was what is faith? You know, how do we have that faith that Paul has, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what do we do, to get that faith. I think ultimately we would probably all agree that our goal is to have that faith that is unwavering in the storm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the storms here and we know that if, we, if our ability and, and our actions in that storm ultimately are going to make or break our ability to be a great disciple for the Lord. And so how do we have it? well paul had a very abrupt meeting with jesus mm-hmm. on the road to damascus and he had a very quick change that 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 i mean that it was a very visible change. And he was sold, bam, this is over. My life has changed. I'm about to go on a journey here with the Lord. Now, you know, for those that haven't had that abrupt, you know, like vision of the Lord, you know, the Lord, the Lord didn't Literally blind us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we do? And and I think that it's spent. Um, I, I believe um, and and have to believe that that uh, that kind of faith, that Paul like faith, is created through continuous uh, massaging and and just building that relationship with, with the Lord. I think the, the more trials we go through, the more we lean on him through those trials, the more we grow, the more our faith grows, and that ultimately, if we are consistent and if we continue to uh, just every, every action that we take, every move that we make, ultimately, we're seeking his guidance in that and wisdom and discernment from the Lord, I think that's how we get there. Yep. Um, you know, that's that's my goal. The thing that
1: jumps out, as you say that, Obi, is a great reminder. So imagine if we read this chapter, and Paul gets stuck on the fact that it wasn't his sin that put him there. Unjustified. Right. Right. Which is, a, I mean, it's easy to easy. get on that train. Easy. It, imagine if he goes, Injustice. guys, I told you. I told you this is not what we should do. And he's thinking to himself, I wouldn't be going through this hardship if they'd have listened to me. Yeah. Okay. Then the whole point is lost, at least in that moment, if that were to happen. so, man, what a great reminder for us that some, I'm going to say this to myself. Sometimes I just need to shut up right, and just listen. Because as we said last night talking, if you don't think emotions can lie to you, we're not in the word. Mm -hmm. people's emotions lie to them all the time in the word. That's where the devil likes to hang out is in half truths, And we start believing them and we start convicting our, our emotions start convicting us that that half truth is the truth. And the reality is, is that there's only one truth and it is, or it isn't and it's him or it isn't him. You know, that's it. And so I love, and I I wish that, I mean, I like, I'm thinking Paul might be my guy, if you know that question, right? Uh, he's becoming that guy. If I could sit down and just pick somebody's brain, Paul, what do you think when Jesus told you in twenty three eleven, which it wasn't twenty three eleven to him, wherever that was in your life, <laughs> yeah, that you were going to Rome? Man, I thought it was gonna be a sweet little ride on a nice little ship, and we we're gonna get there, yeah. and I was gonna save some people for Jesus.
2: It's in the Mediterranean. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, the waters be beautiful bad. there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and what did you think after? God's got a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just I just figured yeah. him being that. Because Paul was one of the most well-educated men, period, of this time. So you know he, he was a deep thinker that could really process a lot of information. On that ship, I, this is just the way I read it. Okay, I'm not saying this is right. But he's, and I, I would really ask him, Paul, was this like making a point that you and Jesus were tight but then moving on and showing his grace back to back. I mean basically when he says you should have listened to me. Right. I mean men you should have listened to me. But take heart, you know. That to that You know, I wonder if that was that pointed or if yeah, it Yeah, do like, you think guys, it was
0: I mean coming from Paul, right? Do you feel like that was like I I told you so or like hey God tried to tell you. I'm like I'm just here as as the messenger. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's great point. Yeah. You know, I, think, I would think Maybe it came from that point of view, although if it was you know, one of us, it might've been like, y'all are idiots. <laughs> yes. I told y'all, well, we like to be
2: right. Yes. yes. You
1: know, uh, to a fault I know for myself,
2: but how many times had Paul not listened and mm-hmm. gotten to the point where he was like, I know that God, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? Well, and,
1: <laughs> and, this was brought up a while back, but it's such a great point of him. We have the ability to be connected to God via the Holy Spirit the minute we accept him into our heart. Okay? That, Paul had God speak to him directly. So when he was, um, chased and plots to kill him were occurring or when he was on the carpet in front of, in front of King Agrippa or Caesar, or, uh, Festus, or whoever, he, he was as convicted as you could be because he had a direct interaction with God. But I think it's important to say, the way my brain processes it, and I'm always open to being wrong here, we have that same opportunity because yeah. we have the Word in front of us and we have the Holy Spirit and paul had the holy spirit too. absolutely yeah i'm not saying he did yeah but he i'm just saying the power that we sell ourselves short on what the word provides and the holy spirit provides for us you know we go into a, an opportunity to share jesus worried about how we may feel or somebody may feel in reality if we're in the word and we're interacting and having a personal relationship with the
0: lord there's nothing to worry about exactly yeah so from that story there what i've been hit with and this has been working on me recently is two questions how do we how do we build relationships with our enemies mm. okay number 1 is that question really valid because who is our enemy right do we have enemies on earth it's just, it's if we do it's because we made it that way yeah Yeah, I think we have one enemy, right? We have one enemy, and I think the devil uses people... That's a great point. ...to be adversaries of God on earth. So you have... It essentially winds up being people versus people, when in reality there's a a whole entire spiritual warfare going on. But why that's hit me so much is because... I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there is a guy... Uh, that is actively trying to destroy me, like, period, point blank. One thing after another, destroy me, destroy my business, um, which feeds my family, like all those things, and it's it's consistent, and it's happening over and over and over. And so I'm still working through that. Now, how do I build a relationship when when I am essentially the one that he views that that hurt him in such a bad way to to want to. To want to do that to me I think you know there's people out there listening that are possibly going through that same situation and all I can at this point right now in my life in the in the where I'm at in this situation is I don't feel like there's anything I can do or say to this person to change their perspective of me all that I can do is pray for me and my actions, and that I'm living through the Holy Spirit, and pray for him that the Lord will save him. Right, that's it, and and that's a so, humbling so, place to be. Oh my gosh, I'm totally out of control.
2: Whenever, whenever, whenever you're, first of all, you're like all of us, and you hold yourself to a high standard uh, when it comes to your integrity and your character. And whenever somebody is threatening that or they're somehow trying to tear that down when you've been building it up most of your life, mm-hmm. you've been trying to be, uh, you know, the person that God wants you to be. And God wants us to have integrity and he wants us to really uh, allow our, whenever, whenever that's being attacked, there's not many things worse. Than, than when somebody is attacking somebody's character who who tries every day to be a better person and try to emulate the Lord in, right. in their daily yep. walk. And so, yeah, it, it, whenever whenever that's happening and you're thinking, how do I continue to emulate
0: Christ in this? In this? Mm-hmm. You think about Paul. It's you know, tough. It, 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 Paul, the people that were trying, literally that would kill him if he did something wrong, spent the time, energy, and effort to build relationships with those people enough to have influence and that is you really think this you do the wrong thing paul you're dead you're dead i will kill you i'll cut your head off but now i'm asking you what do you think we should do right it's it's crazy so here's a great example of how we
1: always are reminded that the Bible has every answer to any question we have. If we just take the time to look at it, which I'm guilty of not, I'm guilty of solving it myself and then looking at the Bible after the results are not the way they should yeah. have been. Uh, Matthew 5, 43. Basically, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. So remember, Jesus tells the disciples at one point, point, I can't remember where exactly, if they've done this to me, what do you think they're going to do to you? Right. They're going to do the same thing. Now, we're not living in a world yet where we would be killed for our beliefs. Okay? So to me, that almost makes me feel more convicted to share Jesus more aggressively Mm -hmm. than, you know, the fact that I could be killed. And then, uh, Proverbs 25, 21, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. And I think the key there is what condition is your heart in when you're doing that, which is right back to our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think I just have started really recognizing and appreciating And I mean this genuinely and lovingly older people because I can often see when they pray and hear them, it's so intimate and so personal, but it's based off of experiences. Right. And they are at least able to recognize this is going to suck. And this is a storm and it's time to hit my knees. Yeah. Period. First response, time to, because I've tried it the other way.
2: You know, it's, I, I I agree with you, Brandon. It's where you're, where's your heart at, but again, God tells us what to do, and even if our heart isn't there, I think if we're obedient, and and we're it's a great starting place. Yes, it's a great point. It's, it's a it's a good starting point. Yeah, um, point. and I believe God tells us that He will bless our obedience, and mm-hmm. and you know, I I think that um, you know, there's days. I don't want to get in the word. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take the time, but we do it. We do it because Mm -hmm. we're obedient and we know that we're called to do it. And, And God says that he'll bless that. He'll bless that. And so I think that the the those are some those are some hit you in the face verses about yeah. your enemies right there you yeah. know you're like, Shane's over there like Brandon don't read those verses. yeah <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah know? and and I would be too yeah um, oh we I mean we've been know. there yes you know our, and we're gonna go there again oh
1: absolutely you know that's the the powerful thing is you know when you you mentioned Tony Evans in the last podcast and just we have the gear provided by God to live this life. You know, as far as, you know, the shoes and the breastplate and the helmet and the sword and the word. Right. You know, um, it's all there. But he also, just this beautiful connection, gave us the free will to choose to use it. Cause only through that can we genuinely share Jesus. Period. And that's where that obedience comes in, Obi, that you're talking about. Yep. And uh man, I pray that we build a life around
0: being obedient to god is the first priority over anything else amen remember people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and that uh influence being able to influence people towards christ requires trust like you were saying Obi. appreciate you guys joining us today hit that like subscribe button share with others help us reach more people for jesus go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one